Maybe when this finishes instead of starting with it. Um, sometimes you get the right word, and then you look it up in the dictionary anyway, just to make sure, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. And uh, my word was lethargic. I'm feeling very lethargic. And, uh, of course, I looked it up in the dictionary here, through Google, of relating to or characterized by laziness or lack of energy, feeling or affected by lethargy, sluggish. And uh, they go on. Here's another definition down here. Lethargy refers to a sense of fatigue and a lack of both mental and physical energy and motivation. A person with lethargy may feel unmotivated or have an indifferent attitude toward their daily activities. And uh, that is exactly... Where I'm at today, my God. And I think it's just tired. Um, I got up too early. I didn't sleep well last night, uh, you know, after two nights of good sleep. So I, I'm just, it's really hard to rouse yourself, you know, and it's a beautiful sunny day. It's Easter Sunday, by the way. Uh, that would be uh, Sunday, April the 9th. And I felt good this morning. I felt happy about things, you know. Uh, could bought some little, you know, raisin, cinnamon, uh, bagels, not, they're not bagels, you know, these little toasty things, just slice them in half and, uh, put them in the toaster, cover that with peanut butter and cream cheese. And oh my God, what a great start to the day along with the coffee and my orange juice and felt happy. And I'm going to get into that as to why I felt happy. But as as the morning wore on, it's now almost 2 o'clock, or it's after 2. Uh, just the energy just dissipated. It's just, it's gone. I had plans, of, oh, I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to get my stroller put in the back seat. I'm going to find a nice level park. And I know the one exactly where I was planning on going. And I'm actually going to take a nice, good spring walk. And I haven't done that yet. In fact, I haven't left house. I'm sitting in Sal in the back of my road trek. Um, first thing I got up, I watched a little of the golf, the Masters this morning. That's always fun. And I looked outside. Oh, it's really nice out. Sunny and bright. Maybe I'll just go out on the deck. I don't have to get in the car and drive somewhere. I'll just go out on the deck. So I did that and read a little bit. And uh, that was pleasant. And then... Uh, Something else came in. I think I made myself. I made a, a very nice lunch: uh, baked beans, slice of ham, and uh, fried egg, all cooked perfectly. Not it's hard not to, of course. Uh, toast and a glass of milk. I always, when I have beans, I always have milk. And that to me, wow, whoa, this is great. So I was still feeling good then, but. <laughs> The battery has just since run low, and it needs to be recharged. So um, I made it as far as the road trek, and I don't know if I'll even leave the house today. There's always later on during the week. Um, but anyway, I want to get started. This would be Dixon Jane's number 941. Um, I mentioned before on my uh, feed, I'm always getting, especially on Instagram, it's just all cats. 
Well, lately there have been a lot of cats and dogs, and they're kind of wonderful when, like, there's a cat, a big dog of thick fur coat lying on the floor, stretched out, and a cat climbs up and sleeps on top of the dog, and, and they're both happy. Obviously, they've lived together. Other cats will sort of knead in the dog's neck or something and then curl up and wrap their paws around its head or maybe lick its ear a little bit. And the dog's just perfectly content. And it's such a beautiful thing. I mean, it's it's just joyful when you see a cat and a dog clearly loving. The dog tolerates more. I think the cats really love the dog. I think the dogs tolerate the cat but it's still a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. So I'm getting some of those feeds or those images and uh, they excite me. And I can't help but like, like, like. Now, speaking of like, 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 I have just had on my Facebook account the most likes I've ever had for anything. I mean, last count it was almost 100. I think it was 98 counting. Um I mentioned I was going to be meeting John and Lisa at the uh, not at the only cafe as we always did in the past, but at uh, local Tim Hortons, and we did met at two thirty, hung out till four thirty, and it was wonderful. Just three friends sitting in a booth talking together, but uh, the lighting was nice, and John had his nice little Sony camera, very compact, small camera, and the lens, the lens speed was 0.9. Now, normally, you know, you get a lens, you know, 2.4, whatever. And, you know, we're just talking about a fast lens. Anything under two is, is quite amazing. This thing was the fastest lens I've ever seen, so very much of a shallow depth of field. But John's been using it for a few portraits and things, and he took one of me yesterday. The lighting was just right, and I just looked at him and thought, okay, all right, and here I am looking at you. Go ahead, take the picture, take a few. Uh, all digital, of course. And then he showed me and touched one of them up in just terms of the balancing the colors or whatever, and uh, sent it, posted it on his third eye feed, and uh, I put it up. I changed my picture uh, on Facebook, you know, whatever the image you use to identify yourself. Uh, I had one from Bark Lake that I've used for at least 10 years, and so switched it to John's. It was so nice. And it was amazing, because I had been depressed earlier in the day, depressed about my condition, the fact that we're not meeting at the only because I just need a place that's accessible, I can drive here, and anyway... I was down, you know, down about this, the new limits and thinking, how the hell am I going to get to meet up with them in the only cafe? And we're still working on the solution. Uh, but anyway, <coughs> I felt better talking with my friends, naturally, and then came home and got this response over this period of 24 hours and the thing is, it is really a nice picture. I look really good in it. And and I'm saying that because I've ne never had so many people post comments. And it's just something he just got right. And my expression is kind and friendly. And it's made me feel, hey, all this beating up on yourself. Surely that can't just be a lie. Surely some of your niceness must be in that photo. You're not that bad a guy. And, and, you know, sometimes I just feel that way. And it's tied a little bit to this 
these new this new condition of, of what I'm limited, the things I can't do, and how useless I've become. And I, I was losing a sense of self. Like I'm not Ken. I'm not that Ken anymore. That Ken's gone. This is a new Ken. He's only fucking seventy four. He should be in better shape than this, but he's not. And I, really, I was being pulled down by that and losing the sense of self and that picture really turned things around. I, hey, I look okay. I'm fine. That's still me. I'm still that guy. Yeah, so what? I have to I need a stroller to get it in and out of places now. So what? That's just a little, that's a health matter. That's not redefining your whole life. You know, it doesn't have to anyway. Yeah, you've got to make some changes, but you're still who you were who you are. And uh, so I thank my friend John, and uh, he, he saw the uh, success of the posting, and I thank all the people who hit the like or the love button and uh, posted comments. It was, uh, it's was it been quite wonderful. So there you go. may seem a little bit shallow of me, but uh, it, it, it brought back, it restored some balance, let's say that. Okay. In the last minute. Oh, and actually, <laughs> it wasn't just my face. It was what I was wearing. This is, this is really important. I was on my way out the door to meet those, to meet the John and Lisa. And I was normally going to put on just my black, this wonderful windbreaker I have that they gave me at Bark Lake. Because that's a part of me. And it's got my name Ken on the side. And it says Bark Lake logo. And I love that jacket. And it's warm. And it's a good, it's a windbreaker. But it's all black, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. I like that. But instead, uh, no, I'm not going to wear these black shoes with the, uh, you know, Velcro straps. I'm going to put on my good shoes with laces. I'm going to pick myself up a little bit today. And this was just before heading out. So I put on these other shoes that I haven't worn for a long time, and it felt really awkward. Like, the feet didn't feel right, and I felt, well, a little, a little more. This is, these are more dangerous somehow, but anyway... We're going to try these things. Just don't trip over the laces. And um, then I thought, well, change this coat. I got my nice, it's a nice day for my leather coat, my brown leather coat that Shane Podvin of Windsor gave me years ago. Yeah, that's that's a great jacket. It's warm enough, but it's it's a nice brown. It's a it's a it's a happier color. It's Easter. It's spring. You know, put on something a little brighter instead of that black kind of jacket. And so I put that on, and I thought, now you don't have to wear your Beatles hat. Okay, well, you got hey, you got that really neat little fedora type hat, the one you wore to uh, uh, Lowell the first time you went when you had that wonderful talk with uh, what's his name, the uh, the friend of Kerouac's. Uh, well, followers will know who I'm talking about. I just can't come up with the name right now. But, you know, yeah, there's that, you were wearing that hat. That's a cool hat, and it's got a little fog pin on the side, fog lounge from Tom. Yeah, put on your Windsor hat. And I did, and that made all the difference. And it was that last minute, yeah, clean yourself up a little kind of feeling, you know? Hey, if you're grubby, shave. If you're stinking, change your shirt, put on some deodorant, you know, whatever it is, whatever it takes. In this case, it was just... Yeah, change your outfit a little bit. Put on something else. And I really I really liked it. I liked that hat, and I just kept it on the whole time. And uh, John snapped the photo, and there you go. So I know that's a very shallow beginning, but I hope friends will understand there's a little more to it. I needed something to pick my spirits up. 
and reclaim myself. And that photo and the posting of it on Facebook and on John's site really, really did make a difference. So thank you very much. All right, I'm going to... um, I'm going to end there. Uh, this will just keep us short. I, I just there is news coming out of Nigeria that you know more in the north kidnappings of women and children, and these are gangs. It's just it's so sad that this is a country when we were there, 1980, 82, 83, and around those years of I was there, 80, 82, um, we could travel everywhere. You'd hop in a taxi and take you to the next city, La, La Koja, whatever, and then you go to the truck stop and you get another one and it takes to the next city. <coughs> and you work your way through the country and you visit friends and you travel. And we went to, I would have visited, I guess, every state in Nigeria at the time, all over, you know, all directions. And it's a, it's a big enough country. There's a lot of land to cover. Uh, and Manage that okay, and he, it was very different. Boy, you get to the north, you're in Hausa land, you know, in Fulani land, the Fulani, the herders, the Hausa, the Muslims, and and uh, it, it's just it's different. They're all speaking Hausa up here. Bow in the south, it's Christian and animist, and you got your Ebels and your Yorubas, and you felt the difference. You were aware of the difference in each place you went to, but you you had that freedom. As a white volunteer, you know, to just travel anywhere. Go visit a friend. You got friends up there? Yeah, visit them. And travel through Nigeria to get to Niger and uh, the next country and uh, Benin and Togo and travel West Africa. You could do that. You couldn't do that now at all. It's just so dangerous. Kidnappings, armed gangs, fights between the... uh, the herders of Fulani and the farmers and certainly factions within uh, Islam and and uh, uh, the Boko Haram who are vicious, killing people, the ones who kidnapped, you know, all these girls out of a girls' school, any of the Christians targeted. It's horrible. It's horrific. And it's so sad because, you know, when we were there, Regardless of religion, language, you met a lot of nice people and just people just wanting to get by. And there was some Nigerian pride of people who, yeah, you know, we're, we're great. We're, we're, we're the biggest country. We have the greatest economy. We, we have this great potential to do wonders. <coughs> and it's just so sad to see. And it's always the little people, the innocents, you know, the defenseless who get hurt, you know, who are who are suffering, just trying to get by, raise a family and live and do what you have to do. So that, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. All right, maybe I'll end. I, I said I was going to end, but uh, we're only at 15 minutes. So just a, a couple of quotes. Here's one from Malcolm Gladwell. That's your responsibility as a person, as a human being, to constantly be updating your positions on as many things as possible. And if you don't contradict yourself on a regular basis, then you're not thinking. I'll read that once more, okay? That's your responsibility as a person, as a human being, to constantly be updating your positions on as many things as possible. And if you don't contradict yourself on a regular basis then you're not thinking. That's uh, that's good. That's honest. You know, 
and and, and I'm still doing that, working on things. I, I have I still have a lot to sort out over trans issues. And as I mentioned, I have a friend who I only knew as this guy who's no longer that guy. Uh, in fact, turned into a very beautiful woman. And I haven't yet made the attempt to, to reach out. We sort of follow each other. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not yet comfortable and I don't think she would be either yet with me to sit down together and have a coffee and, and, uh, reestablish, uh, our, our connection. You know, I, I just don't, I, I'm not sure because there's a part of me, I think, see, but the old you, the, I get, I, you know, I, there's a term for it, a dead name or whatever, what happened to that other person that I knew for years? He's gone. This, this, but this is you. Okay. And it's just, it's just a little confusing to me. I'm just, you know, it's, I'm not making a judgment here. I'm just saying, I don't think I've, I'm ready yet to, to come to terms with this. I, I don't quite know how. I'm, I'm afraid I'll see something wrong or, or you know, and, and there's, you know, it's a very, these days especially, my God, in America, it's uh, it's challenging to, people are up in arms over this or that and, and taking stances. And again, you know, I'm, I'm sort of in a position of defending uh J.K. Rowling, and that's a huge no-no for the trans people. And I'm thinking, oh, God, is she really that bad a person? Would she go out and hurt somebody physically? No. Uh, so there's a lot. It's a whole area, and, and I guess I need more help. And it, it's ironic because I was the one who started off uh, on a um, leading our book club at church with the book by a, a, a trans person here in Canada, not far from here. And uh, we all enjoyed that book and uh, felt good about it. And we were going to arrange to bring that person in. I guess then maybe uh, COVID happened. All right. Um, one more quote. And I've read this before on the Dixon Jane's podcast. It was on my Facebook page 13 years ago, but it goes back to 1961. And this is from another of my many heroes, Carl Rogers. And the book was On Becoming a Person. This process of the good life is not, I am convinced, a life for the faint-hearted. It involves the stretching and growing of becoming more and more of one's potentialities. Hmm. It involves the courage to be. It means launching oneself fully into the stream of life. Now that's maybe not unrelated to this, uh, the issue about uh, trans persons. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Now we have gone on. I've reached my limit, almost 20 minutes. So uh, Scarborough Dude, uh, at the start of Dixon Jane's podcast number 941, and thank you because I made the effort to get out my microphone and talk to you. I'm feeling I got a little bit of my mojo back. And that's good. I might even go somewhere or maybe just blast up some music or maybe just curl up and lie down here <laughs> in the back of the road track. It's such a cozy, wonderful, comfy place to be. Scarborough Dude, signing out. Bye for now. A ding, ding, ding. Oh,
This is the Burkdale Ravine. Burkdale Ravine. And it's exactly the spot I had in mind when I left home. Uh, it came to me a few days ago, like I, I said, I can't go around uh, Thompson Park anymore because there's too many ups and downs. But I knew this was a pretty level park. It's nice, perfect walking park. Um, and here I sit on a bench talking to you. Now, I'm interrupting a happy time, and that's something I have to question. Like, okay, if you're happy, why are you now talking to people and telling them about it? Well, <laughs> that's what I do in the Dixon Janes podcast. I share. I like to share. And uh, what I'm sharing is it's a glorious day. This is the Monday after Easter. It's a holiday for most people. My wife has gone to the Art Gallery of Ontario. Uh, by the way, I cooked a roast beef dinner last night. Uh, now uncle got home from this birthday party for a 100-year-old, changed into gardening clothes, big floppy hat, boots, and grabbed hold of the rakes and uh, yard waste bags and cleaned the entire front and back of our house. And it's not just a little bit of raking on a lawn. We're talking about picking up dead trees and uh, going into all the bushes. There's a lot of growth. We have kind of a wild garden. And um, she was thorough. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> I'm looking at the counter, and I see well, some three carrots on the counter. Oh, there's a green pepper. Oh, there's some asparagus. Oh, there's a whole roast here. And uh, a bag of unopened potatoes. Hmm. And uh, she's, you know, I look out the window, and I see her with the rake and... The little voice inside, the voice I'm often telling you about that I don't listen to often enough, that voice gets a little louder and says, Ken, make dinner. Make a dinner. You can make a roast. So I do a quick Google for oven temperatures and uh, then try to remember how I did the potatoes last time. That is, get a bowl, pour in some olive oil, salt, and pepper, and then just throw these little babies. These are these tiny little potatoes. They're wonderful. 
I forget what they're called, but anyway, roll them around in this, uh, spice up the uh, roast, stick it in the roasting pan with the potatoes and a little, cut up a little onion and garlic, throw it all in the oven at uh, 350. I might have done 375, but the inside of the roast was just cooked perfectly. It's still a little reddish. Blood was still coming out when I sliced into it last night. So all in all, it was a pretty good, the only, the only thing I screwed up was the gravy. Uh, I think I put two heaping spoons of flour, and I could have done with maybe a third of that. And so it was a bit too thick. So today I uh, added water to a little bit of this thick paste that I had left over in the fridge, and I heated it up, and it was just fine. So uh, that was a success, and it was the right thing to do. Uh, I especially opened a uh, bottle of Italian wine, and... uh, my son reminded me, Mom doesn't like red wine that much. And when she came in, she said, uh, I'd like some sparkling wine. And, of course, we had a sparkling bottle in the fridge. So uh, we finished that off. So that was our Easter dinner. It was actually kind of nice. And then we watched a movie together. <laughs> that my, <laughs> my son rated 0 out of 10. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I no, I thought it was okay, but our, we we're less demanding, you know. He just he just goes for the flaws, and uh, anyway, so that was Easter. Um, anyway, now back to where I am now in the Burkdale Ravine, feeling happier and and kind of uh, maybe I've just sort of reached a new threshold, just got over a little bit of a bump because I'm here with my walker. It's beside me. I'm sitting on a bench. And it's got a little carry bag, so I carefully put in my uh, recorder, the thing I'm holding in my hand right now, and uh, got out my uh, my iPod or iPhone three or five. I don't know which one this is. Maybe it's a five. My wife's old one, with my tunes, and my book by John Grisham. Now I got to tell you, it's called Ford County, and it's short stories. It is, they are amazingly good short stories. I'm on the last one now. I'm kind of sorry. I'm going to have to return it and uh, see if I can. So maybe I'm going to switch over to short stories for a while because they're they're nice. You can, you know, just the right size. These remind me of um, a modern version of Sunshine Sketches of a Little Town. Now that's something in my my days of being a white middle-class kid in Western Lachine. That's something we had to uh, study in school, uh, along with all the classic stuff of that time. We were talking, we are going back to the 50s and 60s, early 60s. Uh, I loved Leacock. I thought they were great. Sunshine Sketches of a Little Town, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but these are with, with a hard edge. There's a great deal of humor as describing these ne'er-do-wells in this small town. Uh, just a little bit of more of an edge, a little bit nastier, but very, very entertaining. Excellent writing. And uh, this is a fellow who normally writes sort of these, I guess, I don't know, mystery thrillers. Mainly his, they're about lawyers and things. But anyway, you know, bestseller type novels. But I am very super impressed with his skill as a short story writer. Anyway, with that I've got with me. And uh, my iPhone, I, what I do is I go to all the songs I've got on this thing, and I've probably got a couple of thousand, many of which I have uh, 
never even heard because they would have been from complete albums I downloaded or that Kenji or Daniel gave me. So, for example, Animal Collective. What a, you know, Kids on Holiday, I think. What a weird, weird song. And then uh, just finished listening to Ween. Of course, there's a lot of Ween on this, and that's as weird as you get. A Brian Eno thing, Fat Lady of Forberg or uh, Limbaugh or whatever it was. I don't know. Um, just amazing stuff, and it, it, it appeals to the the weird guy in me. Somehow, I just happen to have a lot of weird stuff. That it also includes jazz and and blues and uh, classical. But when it's on shuffle, you just don't know. But I had a string of six songs before I found this bench and absolutely loved every one of them. And it just it just made me happy. And, of course, I got the new earbuds. Well, these are the originals. I got, I'm recording with the new earbuds. So all this stuff sort of fits into this little package that's under the seat of my, uh, my Nexus 3 roller coaster here. Um... So I meant to have a long walk, but as soon as I saw an empty bench uh, facing the sun, looking at the ravine, uh, it's just absolutely fucking perfect. I mean, just absolutely perfect. And I needed that. I wanted that. And uh, I got that, you know. And so I'm, I'm encouraged. I thought, geez, you know. I'm gonna come back here, and I'm gonna have a, maybe I'm gonna have a toke or a gummy or something next time. Like I've, I think I found a new place to uh, hang out, and there was one handicapped parking spot, and I got it, and the ground is flat after that, or for a paved uh, walkway through the length of this park. So I'm gonna explore it a little more, but I just needed to stop, uh, take a pause in my reading, a pause in my listening to music, and share with you how happy I am today, and. Uh, how good I feel about things and and again it's sort of I mentioned in the previous clip about getting that little lift taking me to uh, another level of maybe acceptance and uh, things are okay things are okay I'm going to adapt and uh, I'm going (laughs) to I'm going to do just fine Scarborough dude I'm going to keep this short because I'll probably be back in a little while Signing out from the Burkadale Ravine. I'm going to read a little more and then I'm going to continue my walk. So I hope you folks out there are doing okay. And I'm going to try and include a weird song for you. One that I love and uh, maybe you will, maybe you won't. And if you're listening on double time, you won't appreciate it all that much anyway. But who cares? Bye for now. Ding dong.
Adeus Paris Tropical, adeus Brigitte Bardot O champanhe fez mal, caviar já me enjoou Simonal que estava certo na razão do patropi Eu também que sou esperto, vou viver no Piauí Minha terra tem chacrinha, que é louco como ninguém Tem juca, tem teixeirinha, tem dona Hebe também Tem maçã, laranja e figo, banana quem não comeu Manga não, manga é o perigo, quem provou quase morreu <risos> Do meu ponto de vista Mudando de profissão Pois a moda agora é artista Ser júri em televisão Tomar banho só de cuia Comer jaca todo mês Aleluia, aleluia Vou morrer na BR-3 necessarily going to uh, podcast today, but here I am back at the uh, Burkdale Ravine on another beautiful sunny day, and I'm going to take another walk with my walker and um, enjoy some fresh air and a little exercise and my library books. I'm just back from the library and delighted to find, I mean, I went in looking for short stories. I asked the librarian, is there any way, easy way to find collections of short stories? And the answer was no. It's not set up that way. And I said, you mean I'd have to go sort of author by author and see if they had them? And she said, yes, it would be marked short stories on the cover. Uh, so anyway, I thought, okay, thanks. And I went to the section where they usually put in the new books and best bets and so on, fiction, nonfiction, and bam, found three books, and I am just delighted. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know, but uh, of course you will have forgotten, so I'm going to tell you. Uh, the first one, thrilled to find this, Margaret Atwood, Old Babes in the Wood. Now, this is her latest story, new this year, just out, collection of short stories. So I'm looking for short stories. I'm thinking, before I go in, Margaret Atwood, I know about this book. I've seen it, you know, promoted, but didn't think, you know, thought this will be one of the ones that you've got to wait to get. And there it was. So I am very, very happy. I'm going to read a little bit, Margaret Atwood, just about this collection. The glorious range of Atwood's creativity and humanity 
is on full beam in these tales, which by turns quietly devastate, illuminate, delight, and entertain. Well, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, and then the other two, uh, these are all in sort of, uh, I've been looking for sort of bestseller type uh, novels, you know, the, the drama, the things you can read through quickly that hold your page turners, you know what I mean? And I found one by Julia Barnes called Elizabeth Finch, a novel, and it sounds so pretty good. Uh, a person, I've heard the name before, but I haven't read, it's got glorious reviews on the back, um, and so that that caught my interest, and it's a nice size. So anyway, in Neil's story, readers are treated to everything they cherish in Barnes. His eye for the unconventional forms love can take. A compelling swerve into nonfiction, um, and the forcefully an undercurrent of history and biography as nourishment and guide to how we live. Now, I love that idea. Uh, Julian Barnes' novel of unrequited platonic love takes aim at singular character of the exacting Elizabeth Finch. Um, when Neil Adrift in his 30s takes her adult education course, class on culture and civilization. And right away, that's got me. Oh, yeah, there's going to be stuff about culture and civilization. Of course I want to read that. So I'm very happy about that. And then the third book, huge, bright cover, Steve Barry, The Omega Factory. Or Factor, sorry. Another New York Times best-selling author. And, um, of course, this is great. Going into uh, religious artifacts and the church and the fight between Rome and the secret enclave of nuns and so on. And and that's just going to be a... It's, you know, it'll be a page-turner. That's what we're looking for. So, anyway, I'm very happy. I can thank Barnacle Bill for getting me back into the library. He goes to the library all the time, doesn't buy books. And this is me hoping I'm not going to buy any more books. And I am going to spend more time reading. Uh, there's a little bit of guilt because you think, well, aren't there other things I should be doing? And then I think, well, you know, there are worse things to do than read. Uh, like other ways to waste time, you know, too much television or whatever. Uh, so no, sitting reading is not a bad thing, and it'll it'll good good for the health. I'd say mental health as well. So there we go. That's it. Now the reason I'm I'm sorry I'm a little excited. All right, I'll slow down. I know I get you know kind of high pitched and anxious and oh boy, you know. So take a breath, Ken. Take a breath. Okay, bear with me. Okay, so I've had another mishap at the drive-thru. Now, I haven't had one of those for a long time. I pretty well nailed it or avoid them altogether. But I've been doing quite a few, and I've been, you know, pre-ordering and so on. Well, all I wanted... Sorry. It's a large... It's a medium McDonald's, which are so fucking large. All I wanted was a small McDonald's coffee with one cream. That was it. It's going to cost me about a buck fifty or something. That's all I wanted to go with my books. And so I looked in the app, and oh, there's Tim Horton's app. Oh my God, you get two coffees and two donuts for five bucks. But I didn't want two coffees, and I didn't want two donuts. And I didn't want to drive home and give one to my son. I thought, no, save that for another time. Go to the McDonald's app, and I think, oh my God, I've got an order here that was never 
finished. It was, you know, placed. And they're sort of asking, well, where? Is this pickup or, you know, drive-through? What, what is it? And it was for a chocolate banana, chocolate chip banana donut. No, muffin, sorry. Chocolate banana muffin. And a medium coffee with cream. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I should try that. And then I thought, no, no, just get rid of that. You just want the coffee. I found it difficult to delete that. It just kept coming up and said, do you want to change it? And when under change, there was no delete. It was just, you know, well, where do you want to pick it up? Next thing, I'm on Don Mills Road. No, I don't want to go to Don Mills Road. Oh, here's one on Lawrence. And I know I'm driving that direction. It's close to the park where I'm at. That was my goal. All right, okay, I'll put there. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Under three bucks, I'll have the um, coffee and muffin. And I go, you know, I wait. Okay, here it is. All right, place the order, place the order, place the order. Comes up with a number. I drive up, and I tell the woman the, the number, as you're supposed to. Just give her your order number. I give it to her, and she says, oh, I can't find it. And I repeat the number. What's that number again? And I repeat the number. No, no, something. And I said, well, I don't know. I just placed it. It says, you know, just go right up and pick it up. I've already paid for it. No, oh, drive up to the first window. Okay, drive up to the first window. And she says, oh, oh, hang on. No, you've got to go inside to get that one. I said, no, I, I can't. I can't go inside. No, sorry, that's that's only in-store. You have to go inside to get it. And she's telling me this, and I'm saying, no, look, I'm handicapped. I can't go in. Look, I got a, a walker in the back. No, you, so, sorry, no, they, these orders are only, that's for inside. You've ordered it inside. You have to go inside. And she's insisting. And I said, no, I can't. Look, and I point to the handicapped. Like, I'm handicapped, for Christ's sake. I can't go in. <laughs> Seriously. So she's starts talking to somebody else on the phone and, uh, you know, sorting it out. And it turns out it's less of a, of a human error. Well, maybe I pushed, you know, pick up instead of drive through. Maybe. I mean, that's, yeah. And yeah. All right. That's probably obvious. Okay. Maybe I did. Well, so the fuck what, you know, I'm here, I'm driving through. Just give it to me at the window. Oh no. You can't anyway. She calls up. I. She says, "All right, just go to the first window, the second window." I go to the second window. Woman shakes her head and says, "Boy, you're really giving us a hard time today." And I said, "No, but." And she says, "Oh, I'm joking. I'm just joking." And like it was a huge fuss, and then has to instruct somebody else. Give him his coffee. Give him his coffee. Here's your donut or muffin. And yeah, like huge to do. Anyway, now that I've told the story, it's not that exciting, is it? (laughs) Except, I haven't had one of those for a long time, and this was just, you know, the stupidity of the whole thing. But basically, really, the issue came down to, once you're in a computer system, and it's beyond the capability of humans straightening it out. And uh, it took them a lot of bother to cancel that order, I suppose, and redo it for the takeout window, whatever, but I got it. Here we are, and I'm just going to stop there because, uh, God, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It's a continuing saga, right? Uh, what, how's Ken going to do on the drive-through next time? Uh, you, you, you heard all the stories. This was a new one. This was them telling me to go inside and me having to fight back. All right, all right. So it's not a big deal. Jesus. All right. Goodbye.
Uh, just a little uh, P.S. to uh, what I recorded earlier. I finished my walk. I I didn't go quite as far as yesterday, but a good a good distance and wonderful just to pull up to a bench, reach into the little compartment under the stroller and pull out my books. And uh, boy, oh boy, in spite of the fact that I need this stroller to go walking, put that aside. And what a wonderful way to spend a day, to have the freedom to go for a long walk, stay as long as you want, and all you have to do, or all you want to do, is listen to your music collection on random, on shuffle, and wow, I am hearing songs like I've never heard them before. It's, it's like when I first got high. Holy shit, wow! You know? And it's just that I'm hearing the words, the lyrics, I'm thinking about them, I'm processing them, and I'm hearing the instruments, I'm hearing the sounds. It's like a a rebirth, like, wow, rediscovering music. And it's been going on for quite a while now. Uh, the other day, listening to uh, Bringing It All Back Home, a very early Dylan's album, and holy shit, those lyrics! But actually hearing them, it's thanks, of course, to the... Uh, earbuds and listening through this old iPhone 5 that I converted into uh, a music uh, machine. Wow! And on top of that, bringing out these books and sitting on a bench and then reading for a spell and just digesting that little bit. You know, not racing to get through it, but just wow! And especially in a well-written book, as as I've been had the good fortune to be uh, to be reading. Wonderful. And so that's it. I just want to convey that short message. Uh, life is um, is good when you want it to be. Man, oh man. All right, Scarborough dude. Oh, by the way, I'm in uh, back parked in front of the uh, gravesite at St. Andrew's Cemetery. Just checked in because my son was sending me messages I had to respond to. And so pull over and uh, here we are at another old favorite haunt, literally. Hey, uh. Scarborough Dude, back at you tomorrow or the next day or the next day. Bye-bye. It's the sound of the road trek bell, and that is where I am. Boy, oh boy. Three o'clock in the afternoon on uh, Wednesday, I think. Uh, Yeah, April 12th. And uh, I'm waiting for a man who will be here anytime from 3 to 5 to um, size up the area where we need a basement railing put in. And uh, he'll send me a quote. So that's productive because I haven't been down the basement in uh, two months, I guess. (coughs) It's just too dangerous on those crazy stairs. And that's where I keep not only my books and library, but our wine supply. My God, got to be able to get at that. So anyway, that's uh, that's productive, but even more productive. Oh my God! Um, I filled both the water tanks in the road trek today. Now that was one of these things. Oh, yeah, I better do that because it's been dewinterized. Um, I had, to, I think, I guess I related last time the story of getting my son to try. <coughs> I'm sorry. Try to find out where the. Um, valve was to turn off and he turned something off but 
there was still a fair amount of leakage, like water coming out from under the road track as we filled the tanks with a hose. Um, but I'm not going to worry about it. Um, like it wasn't like it was a gushing hole coming out of a pipe. So I'm, I'm just not sure what that's from or where. And that was for both tanks because there, there's a, a main tank and then there's another tank which is inside the road track, uh, hidden of course, but so that you can use it in the winter if you switch over, if you know which levers to turn to switch over to have the winter mode on. And, of course, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I filled both and turned on the, uh, the little panel that shows you how much propane you have, how is your battery doing, and how are your uh, gray tank, your black tank, that's where the waste goes, and your uh, water tanks. And both my water tanks are full to the top. In fact, so full, <laughs> when I um, backed it in, to fill the rear tank because one you fill from the front door one you fill from the rear door and when I backed it in uh, the water just kept I had overfilled and the water because it was on a bit of an angle the water just poured out once again so anyway not done uh, perfectly but it's done it's a chore it's off the list I'm ready I can flush the toilet I can run the kitchen sink wash dishes you know I never take a shower in this thing uh, but you need you need the running water, and there is a, a hot water heater, which is wonderful. You can actually have hot water in this thing. I mean, that just strikes me as wow. You don't have to heat it up on the propane stove. No, just make sure the hot water uh, tap is on. And there's another thing for water pressure, you know, to uh, water pump so that you're going to get the water. I got to try that out later too. Uh, anyway, that is all for me to get ready soon. I hope for my. Um, um, May the 5th Road Trek Gathering Camping Weekend So there you go Listen, before I forget I need to give a shout out Because I didn't have any little stars to send You know, little gifts A shout out to uh, Shane Burley That would be Shane Burley of uh, Vancouver For catching up He is now officially Well, if he listens to this one He's caught up, but as, as as of the last podcast, Shane Burley uh, gets a catch-up star, if I had them to give out, for actually listening to all the podcasts and being up to date. Thank you very much, Shane. Much appreciated. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. What else is on the list? There are some other things on the list. Let me just check here. A little quote from the book I'm read. Now, I apologize if I've already read this too. I don't think I have. Because I think I just got it. But if I've already read it to you, forgive me. But you will have forgotten anyway. Even if I, you know, even if I recorded it five minutes ago, you'll forget. Be approximately satisfied with approximate happiness. I'll repeat. Be approximately satisfied with approximate happiness. The only thing in life which is clear and beyond doubt is unhappiness. So unhappiness is guaranteed. If you can get something close to happiness, take it and count your blessings. Okay? That's that's a translation. Um, my cat, Yuki, has over 700 followers on her Facebook page. Now, Dixon Jeans can barely scrape up like a handful of listeners. I mean, if I, if I counted all my fingers and all my toes, and I've got all of them, by the way... Um, There'd be too many 
fingers and toes totaled to equal the amount of listeners I have. But Yuki has 700-plus followers and growing just for posting pictures of my cat mostly sleeping. My God. Okay. Um, that's about it. Oh, I had to think about small dogs. I, I'm, I like dogs with a snout, thick fur, like a, like a collie dog. I like the long fur, and I like the long snout, and I like the friendliness. So a collie to me is, used to be the perfect dog. Those are the early dogs that I knew. Um, but I, I, I like all of them. But it's a little harder to warm up with one with, like, really super short fur. It's almost, it's more just like skin than fur. And, uh... You know, flat face. No, 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 no. I'm not singling, 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 sing, singling out pugs because Sheen Birdie, the same person I just mentioned, uh oh, is a diehard pug fan. And pug owners, I think, are a bit special because, boy, they just love those dogs. I, I guess from a person who's never had a dog, it's a little harder to understand the love for a dog like a pug. But it's clearly very, very real because you just ask a pug owner, you like your dog? <laughs> I don't just like my dog. I love my dog. Pugs are the best. That's what they'd say, you know. Um, but these little tiny ones, in my new park, I'm seeing these little, I don't know, are they chihuahuas or these little Mexican, I don't know, chipotes? Is that a, is that a dog? <laughs> I know it's not. All right. Okay. Anyway, tiny little things. And they just scramble when they're trying to walk. I mean, the human's walking at a normal pace. And these feet are just going crazy. These legs kicking away trying to just keep up. And you got to feel for them. Those are the ones that often people stick them in a baby carriage, you know, and just, all right, I'll walk them the rest of the way or, you know, stroll them in the carriage. Um, I find it really hard to warm up to those little dogs, you know. But yesterday I got to talking to one and talking to his owner, and the owner was a guy, you know, kind of a tough guy, big, working 17-hour days. And uh, and here he is with this tiny little dog that he clearly absolutely adored and talked to and told me exactly what food he fed him, which is why he's so healthy. And, and I let the dog come over and sniff the cat on my leg, you know, and... Uh, just anyway, I I love all animals, so I'm I'm just trying to say I'm not a dog person. I'm a cat person, but I do love dogs, and I do melt when I see pictures of dogs and cats happily together. All right, Scarborough Dude's gonna shut that off. I don't know what the point of that was, other than I made a note. Dogs. So <laughs> there you go. I hope you if you have a dog, I hope it's a, it's a loving one, doesn't bite you. Uh, I know MMD does, and I know um, what's her name Penelope does. Though they're they're diehard dog fans, and they have they have real dogs like big dogs. Okay, all right, we'll leave it at that. I don't want to offend anybody. Scarborough Dude signing off. I don't know what point we're at uh, in this podcast. I just know that uh, it's soon time to finish and uh, get on to other things like my books. Bye for now. Oh, 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 one more thing. The songs I want to play that are on my iPhone 5, I cannot upload those songs to my uh, MacBook Air. There is some software you can buy that will help you, but Apple has made it impossible. Like, you can plug it in, you can connect it, and you could download all the songs that are in your iMac and stick them onto the uh, your little uh, iPhone or, iP- uh, you know, yeah, your little iPhone, old one. But that's not what I want to do. I want to do it the opposite way. And you can't. You just can't. There's crazy workarounds that are just aren't worth the trouble. So I'm not able to give you the crazy songs that I enjoy so much when I go for my walks. Uh, it's just not physically possible. So uh, I hope you like what I put in as an alternative. Bye for now. Yeah, okay. I'm back. Uh, just a few minutes left. This is the end of the show. Now, I don't know, but you may hear a song by Animal Collective, perhaps in the background as I'm talking right now, called Kids on Vacation from uh, a little strange album. Uh, I don't know. What was it? It's not Bang a Gong. Uh, sung tongs, sung tongs. Anyway, um, 
not someone I wanted to pay for you in proper stereo so you could hear it the way I heard it when I was walking and had the earbuds in and was flipping out. It was so cool. Um, but I had to record it using my Olympus recorder while it was playing through my iPhone 5 jacked into the road track radio. <laughs> this is not the best recording you're going to get. But let's move on from there and uh, see what happens. Um, apologize again if I offended anybody by seeing things about their dogs not being pretty and uh, the kind I like. Uh, a statement from His Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama of Tibet, if you will, from April 10th. A video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked His Holiness the Dalai Lama if he could give him a hug. His Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt his words may have caused. His Holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the incident. So, I imagine many of you, if you're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, you know, Instagram, whatever, have heard about this incident or seen the recording. Maybe it was on TikTok even. It's quite tragic. And basically, it seems the Dalai Lama said, Suck my tongue. Now, Suck my tongue might be a good title for a song, but it's not something a holy man should be saying to a little boy. The thing is, I am coming out right now here on the Dixon James Podcast in support of the Dalai Lama. I do not believe, as so many are so quick to conclude, he's a perverted, he's like the Catholic priest, he's just one of them, he's sick, perverted, he molests little boys behind the scenes, and uh, it's just what he did was absolutely disgusting and, and morally, you know, outrageous. I think, in my opinion, and, and call me on it if you like, I think it may have just been a, a silly thing to say. Uh, somebody said, just maybe he's got Alzheimer's, maybe it's the beginning, maybe he's losing his marbles and didn't even know what he was doing. I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to say he said something really stupid and had no idea of the backlash this would cause and how quick people would be to jump to all what I think are the wrong conclusions. So there you go. I just want to put that on a record. I feel for the guy. I think it's like, well, it's like J.K. Rowling. You, you make one statement and bam, that's it. Game over. You're finished. You're done. You are, uh, again, I always forget the word when you're public chastised and uh, canceled. You are canceled. The Dalai Lama has been canceled for all the things he has done, for all his wisdom, for all the talks of peace. Now, there may be many of you out there listening who just think, no, he was never anybody anyway. He just was born into this. He's just a creep. And, uh, there's nothing holy or spiritual about him. And, and, of course, that's your right. Or, you know, think badly of anybody who's a religious figure because they're all, they've all been tainted by what the Catholic priests have done and have what has been hidden by the Vatican and so on. God, I, you don't want to end on that note. That's kind of sad. What, what's what's a better way to end this podcast? Oh, maybe just turn it back over to uh, kids on vacation or kids on holiday, and uh, maybe crank it up a little bit. And then just apologies for uh, not being better sound quality. Scarborough Dude signing out. See you next week. Bye bye.